the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. God had a plan for you, a big plan, a beautiful plan, a great plan. And I hope you will hear about it today. It'll touch your heart and you'll be responsive to God's call. Welcome once again to The Healing Word. This is a ministry of the Largo Community Church. This week, we're featuring a series of messages focused on the early days of Jesus' ministry. Let's go to Pastor Jack Morris with an introduction of today's sermon, Born for Greatness. I'm Pastor Jack Morris, and I begin a series of messages today concerning Christ and His early years, even the silent years when we don't know anything about what's going on. There's a few scriptures that gives us an inkling, and I'm going to go to that and help you to understand what Jesus was doing before He was baptized in Jordan and before the temptation in the wilderness. The scripture says, All that the Father gives me, says the Lord Jesus, will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. Today I want to talk to you about Christ our Savior being born for greatness. He's a great Savior. He did great things and he continues to do great things. And I believe if you hear today with your heart, there will be something great happening inside of you because of the word of God that has come into you and built faith in you. Come with me into the sanctuary and hear the sermon today entitled, Born for Greatness. It's all about Jesus. Jesus was born for greatness, and everyone who is born of him is also born for greatness. Sometimes people wonder, and I suppose I have also personally, and maybe you have too, why am I here? What is my purpose in being? I didn't ask to be born. I had no choice in that matter. But I do have a choice in what I'm going to do with my life now that I have life. Jesus was born for greatness and everyone that is born of him is born for greatness also. Because when Jesus who is born for greatness and that greatness comes in and I'm filled with Jesus or filled with greatness... That greatness is going to manifest itself outwardly. So friend, God had a plan for you, a big plan, a beautiful plan, a great plan. And I hope you will hear about it today. It'll touch your heart and you'll be responsive to God's call and God's plan. The life of Jesus is the greatest life ever lived The life of Jesus is the greatest story ever told. 
the angel Gabriel came to Mary and said, Luke chapter 1, verse 32, he will be great. And indeed, he was and he is and he ever shall be. And everybody, he comes in to their heart. Greatness comes into their heart. Greatness comes into their life. And their life begins to manifest that greatness. Oh, I pray that you'll hear with your ears, receive with your heart, and know this. God has a beautiful plan. He always has. And it's never too late to to get into that plan or allow that plan to get into you and experience that greatness of the Lord. Now, he's a great savior. He accepts everybody. I'm going to talk about the greatness and how that greatness is seen in him. And the first great thing that comes to mind as I begin to think of that statement that the angel said to Mary, he shall be great. He will be great. The very first thing that came to mind is that he accepts everybody. And that is a pretty great thing, don't you think? For him to accept everybody. Now, I'm not sure that I have always accepted everybody. Maybe I'm, I'm not too sure right now. But I know that by his power and his grace, I can be accepting of everybody and love everybody. You see, when God accepts somebody into his heart, that person is accepting God into their heart. Forgiveness is received. That person is accepted into the family of God and into the kingdom of God and into eternal life. What an acceptance that is when that happens. Now that acceptance is guaranteed. That acceptance is guaranteed by God's faithfulness, God's love, and God's mercy. Now think about it. Don't let these words just just go over your head right now. When I said God guarantees their acceptance by his mercy and his grace. It is guaranteed. God, maybe I'm going to be talking a little irreverent. I hope I'm not, but it's as though God can't help himself. When love is there, when mercy is there, when goodness is there, it's going to come out. You You can't smother it. And when a person receives the message that God is giving, and I believe he's giving a message today. Friend, I believe every message that I preach here, I prayed over that for hours. And someone said, well, can't you preach a little bit on this way or that way? No, I cannot. I am a mouthpiece for God, and I can only say what God knows that you and I need. And he wants you to know today, and he wants me to tell you today, that you have been accepted into greatness. And greatness is in your heart because Jesus is in your heart. God can't help himself, so to speak. He he must, by cause of grace and mercy, accept everyone who comes to him. 
Now let's look at the world into which Jesus came and try to see some of the acceptance that he, that he became involved in. You see, he was born into a world of discrimination, a world of prejudice, a world of hate, a world of sin. This is the kind of world that he was born into. I was reading all about that world that he was born into, and I thought, boy, it sounds a whole lot like our world today. It's still here. And we have been born again, and we're in that kind of world that he was in. See, Gentiles and Jews didn't have anything to do with, anyone, with one another. Literally, Jews back then, not now, I'm not saying now, but back then in that day, they hated Gentiles. The word Gentile simply means nations. You, everybody here, if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. But there were Gentiles who accepted Israel's law, the law of Moses. They became converted Jews. And so the Jews allowed them to come into the temple to worship. But the Jews, even though the Jews knew that these Gentiles were now converted and they were baptized in water by immersion, they died to Gentilism, to heathenism, to idol worship, and they were resurrected. That's where we get our follow of our baptism. It goes all the way back. They were resurrected to the Jewish standard of living and to the law of Moses. On one occasion, Jesus was teaching. He was on a journey. He went through Samaria. Scripture says he must needs go through Samaria. Sychar was the city he was close to. And they approached Jacob's well. He was tired. Preaching and teaching is very emotional and very draining. And Jesus felt virtue go out of him when he would heal the sick. So he was tired and he sat down near Jacob's well and the disciples went into the city of Sychar to get food. And while in that city, Jesus at Jacob's well, a woman came to draw water. And she came at noon. Now this woman was a Samaritan. Samaritans were half Jews. They were half Jew, half Gentile. They were what we might call a mixed blood. And Jews wouldn't have anything to do with them. Ostracized them. Kept them out. This woman came at noon. Why did she come at noon? Because no one cared for her. She was disliked. She was an outcast. She was a Samaritan. And so the women's work was to draw water. But she waited until all the other women came in the morning and drew water. Now she would come at noon, the sixth hour, the scripture says. That was 12 o'clock so that she wouldn't have to face those other women and get their sneers and bad looks. And Jesus showed up when she showed up. Fred, I want to tell you something. God's going to show up when you show up with a heart that is ready to worship God in spirit and in truth. He will show up. And I'm praying, and I have prayed, and I continue to pray that God will show up here on Sunday morning. And I believe he is answering prayer even this very moment. And so Jesus asked this lady, give me a drink of water. Well, she was stunned. She says, how is it? Very plainly, 
How is it that you being a Jew and me being a Samaritan, and you would ask me, and furthermore, I'm a woman. Women didn't have very many rights and weren't looked upon uh, with, with healthy respect in that day. Jesus told her, said, well, if you had only known who I am, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Well, Jesus began to talk to her about her marriage and her husbands and, and on and on. And then, then this is the interesting thing. She became somewhat conscious that she was in the presence of somebody. Are you conscious that you're in the presence of divinity? Is something beginning to move in your heart? You're not just going to church and it's Sunday. This is none other than the house of God. Jacob out in the wilderness with a pillow. I have a stone for a pillow. And he had a vision. And he said, this is none other than the house of God. Hey, I'm in church, but I'm in church in a different way today. We will return for the conclusion of today's message following this important update on how you can make a difference in lives across the world by supporting the Healing Word Ministry. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Oh, friend, I, I know something's happening today. I know it is in your heart. You're right where God wants you to be. This is the very sermon God wants you to have. Don't miss God's opportunity for you. This woman didn't miss God's opportunity for her. She accepted the Lord Jesus. She went into the city and the whole city came out to hear Jesus teach the word of God and they were converted. Now in just passing, I I want you to know this. This woman was saved. Five minutes later, she was an evangelist and she won the whole city to the... Friend, you don't have to know a whole lot about the Bible in order to let your light shine and be a witness for Jesus. (laughs) She went into the city, and this woman who had five husbands and was living with a man that she wasn't even married with, I mean, her life was a mess. And in five minutes, I don't know how many minutes, she became an evangelist for the Lord Jesus Christ. So come on, friends, get out there on the street (laughs) and let your light shine. Well, I I can't teach a class. I don't know much. You don't have to know much about the word. I don't. All I need to know is God has saved me, redeemed me. My name is in heaven in the book of life. I just need to know Jesus. And that's all I need to know. The Holy Spirit will share him through me. Holy Spirit will take over and do the work that I'm not capable uh, of doing. Well, it, it works both ways. I was in a department store shopping about two weeks ago. And I had my goods in my hand and I was walking up to the cashier, a young man behind the counter. And there were several cashiers, or there were supposed to be, but there was only one there. There was this line and another line and another line. 
And as I was walking up, here come two middle-aged ladies. They were about as far from me as one of those chairs, but I was ahead of them. And just as I got up to him, he said to me, you go over there. Well, I thought I was on the wrong side. And so I, I went over there, and now I'm on the back side. And uh, he said, they'll wait on you. Well, there wasn't anybody there to wait on me. And then he took the two ladies, and I knew what had happened. So I stepped back in line again behind the two ladies, waiting my turn. Just then a cashier comes to that second line, and she said to me, she said, sir, you can come over here. And I graciously, I said, no, I, I want this man to wait on me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walked up to him when they left I said why did you do that uh, I wasn't in a big hurry at all but I felt it really felt it I felt heat go through my body did you ever feel that way Yeah, I felt heat <laughs> and he said I don't know I said you're lying I said where's your manager I, I, but then I cooled myself down real fast. I thought, hey, somebody might see me. I'm, I'm on change point. <laughs> I better watch myself here. So I didn't go to his manager. But I felt it, really felt it. But you know, there have been many, many more times people have been courteous to, to me. Uh, that, that was just one time that I'm, I'm pointing out. I could point out maybe a couple other times, but most of the time in my life and my experiences, people, been many more people who've been courteous. Chris and I went to the IHOP maybe six, seven months ago in uh, Crofton area and for lunch, and we ordered a, uh, a turkey sandwich and cut it in half. Those are big, great big sandwiches. I knew I could only eat a half of one, and I know Corinne, she'd be lucky if she'd eat half of a half. And... And so uh, we, we ate, and uh, we got ready to leave, and uh, the waitress said, um, when I asked for the check, she said, uh, that lady in that booth right around you paid for your lunch. Never saw that lady in my life. <coughs> and I was glad Corinne was there. And so, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> husbands, take your wives with you. Um, and so we got up, we walked around, and we said, uh, ma'am, uh, she had a cute little two-year-old boy there. She was, she'd better be about 40 years old if she were that old. And a uh, very nice lady. And they said, why did you do that? Now, she didn't know that we only bought a sandwich and ate half of that sandwich. She, she didn't know if I had maybe a $40 bill. She didn't know. There was no way for her to know. She just told her, she said, I want to pay for their lunch. And... Uh, we asked her why she had done that, and she just looked away and said softly, but I heard her, she said, why are we here for? I thought, wow, man, am I in church right now? Is there something spiritual going on here? I mean, God has his people everywhere. This woman was another race, too. And Corinne walked over and gave her a hug. <clears throat> I've looked for her when I've gone into I hop it, I've never seen her again. Maybe she was an angel, I don't know. <laughs> but we live in a fallen world. 
Friend, there are people that are not going to treat you with a whole lot of respect sometimes. But look around, there are going to be more people who will treat you with respect than those who don't. But somehow we seem to focus on the disrespect or the discrimination or the prejudice. Uh, It seems like those things will stand out, but those good things, kind things, don't seem to focus in our mind like some of the good things do. But Jesus accepts everybody. And when we have Jesus, we're going to accept everybody. Now that person, that everybody, that person's lifestyle may not be the lifestyle that we like. We might not condone their behavior. Their their sin might be repulsive to us. But so it is with Jesus, but Jesus loves the individual. That's what we have to keep in mind. Not focus on their sin. Thank God, God didn't focus on our sin. He focused on us, and he loves us, and he loved us, and he'll love us forever. This is the God we serve. He shall be great, and indeed he is great. He was great. He always shall be great because his greatness reaches out and embraces the world and everybody in it. Another reason he is so great is that he loves everyone in in that there are no boundaries with him, no past sins. I know a man who had been in prison, a young man. I don't know that, uh, well, he hasn't reached his 40th birthday yet, but he's been out of prison and he's been trying to get a job and he can't get a job because he's got a record. He's got a past Finally, he got a job at Lowe's. Finally, after a long time, he finally got a job. Three days later, after three days of working faithfully, the supervisor came with his application and said, we're going to have to let you go because you've got a record. Well, he was stunned. What was going on? And the man said, this is our policy. I thought when I heard that, thank God, God doesn't have no such policy. He forgives. He washes it clean. Our past is forgiven. He shall be great. He's doing great things. And he wants to do something beautiful and great in your life and in my life. This is a new year that's coming. Let the old go. Look to the new. But look to him who makes all things new And then it will become, you can't make it new. You can't stop discrimination, prejudice. No one can. No one can do that. But Jesus can. And he'll do it in you. He'll make your life more beautiful than you ever dreamed possible. The scripture says in Acts 10, 38, that Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So friends, the Lord is bridging the gap today. Jesus is the bridge Come to him, no matter how many years ago you came to him, come to him again today, this morning, and allow him to come into your life, and he will bring greatness into your life. Greatness. Things may not change a whole lot on the outside, but things will change on the inside. You'll be able to bear up, endure more. You'll have more strength. The angel said to Mary, he shall be great. And wherever he is, there's greatness. So let God make you the great person he wants you to be and he birthed you to be. God cares for you. 
We hope you've been blessed by today's message, Born for Greatness. Be sure to listen to the next message in the series chronicling the early ministry of Jesus. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. I enjoy bringing the healing Word of God to you Monday through Friday. I thank God for the privilege and I thank you for listening. But friend, I need your help. I need your prayers and financial support. I can't say it strongly enough or plainly enough. Will you help me please? I want to keep this ministry moving forward, but I need your help in order to do so. If the healing word is bringing healing to you emotionally, spiritually, and physically, write and tell me about it. I will be so encouraged. Your testimony, your prayers, and your financial gifts is all I need to keep me going. I will truly thank you. To support this ministry electronically, go to the website, thehealingwordministries.org, and click on the Donations tab. You'll also find the address and phone number on the website if you prefer to donate by mail or would like to call for more information. We invite you to email Pastor Morris directly at contactus at thehealingwordministries.com and share your blessing or send a prayer request and Pastor Morris will pray for you. When you email, be sure to mention the date of today's program and we will send you a link that you can use to download an audio copy of the message free of charge. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.